2: Thanks for downloading the Sun ranto show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial free version of the Sun ranto show every time the Sun ranto show is released, well then you go to patreon.com/slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay? So, uh, Check that out, and uh here's the show cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton,
0: Sunrento, Michael Cotton, Sunrento, and the lovable Lucy.
1: Son Ranto. Michael, Sunrento. Michael Cotton.
0: Son oh, my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Son, rento I, I don't have the baritone voice of one Michael Cotton. No, honestly, I'm like, let's go. Oh, you're late.
2: <laughs> Where were you? The song's over. You're supposed to yell, Sunranto. You're not even listening to us. You just put the headphones on now. It's already time to say Sunranto, and you didn't even do it. The show is wrecked. All right, I'm out of here. See you guys later.
1: Hold on. <laughs> did you run this song already? Of course I did. It's 8.07 already. Yeah, you. Hey, everything happened really, really fucking quickly. Sorry I'm, about that. I was I'm taking a du- piss. I'm I, ju- your I thought pay. I. T- oh, I thought I told you. <laughs> I duck in my pay. Does that mean I have to pay you something at this point? Yeah, yeah, you owe me fifteen dollars. No, no, no. I, sorry about that, guys. I, I said actually, uh, I got to take a piss, and I ran out, and it was less than two minutes. But eh, it happens. All right. Well, well, we're gonna do it. We're gonna it. do it anyway. Just say
2: it. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, puberty. Oh, God,
1: I started laughing. I'm losing my. I got my COVID lungs going. Shit's not working, man.
2: Yeah, well, look at this. You're about to get Wally pipped because Artie
1: Boucher writes in,
2: Son reto!
1: Yeah, but you see, there's only one O in that son that he put there, and that's where he made his mistake. There's a lot more O's, Artie. A lot <laughs> more O's. He, he missed the crack in the middle, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nobody, and nobody has a better O face than me, Danny. Come on. Oh, speaking of O-Face, Danny's frozen in there in his yeah, O-Face. Yeah,
2: we're all frozen. Yeah, th- <laughs> listen, uh, oh, yeah. my, my O-Face is, uh, is something to behold. But can we start here? Because, first of all, we all have to wish a very happy birthday to... Creepy
1: Crawlies hiding under rocks and creepy, creepy Crawlies Crawlies living in a tree. Happy
2: birthday, my friend. What are you,
0: 63? Nope, I just hit the old uh, 4-4. Anthony
1: Rizzo, right? So. Yep. Anthony Rizzo year.
0: Yeah, but it's the year of the Rizzo. So uh, hopefully, like I said, this has been one crazy ass year so far. Hopefully it gets better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There were all, I hope so. Well, uh, on Crawley's birthday is actually my anniversary. So, and I'm, I'm in my Bryant year for the wedding. So we're we're, Brian Rizzo going here.
2: Rizzo. Happy, happy anniversary Uh, to me. uh, That day means absolutely nothing. I've got uh, except for that. It's uh, your birthday and your anniversary. So happy birthday, guys. I got nothing.
1: You got um, nothing. I got nothing. You you got Um, us, Danny. God damn it. We love you. (laughs) I I don't, don't even have a hat on. I, I, I don't know if
0: anybody got me a present, but if you didn't, you can head over to Crawley's Clubhouse and grab yourself a nice Pat Hughes t-shirt uh, at www.crawleysclubhouse.com. Uh, these t-shirts are the only endorsed by Pat Hughes, officially licensed t-shirts, three of his famous catchphrase, uh, catchphrase slogans. Uh, we're thinking the baseball season starting up in a week and a half, roughly so you want to make sure you're ready. You want to make sure you have your Pat Hughes shirt so you can grab it at Crawley's I love mine.
2: I do. I, I do. I really do love mine. I've I've got the, uh, fasten those seatbelts.
0: Again, that was the one that Pat recommended for our next one. So hopefully we got another one coming down the pipe soon. Uh, be, be on the lookout.
2: And I got to tell you guys, uh, thanks for sharing that. Everybody should buy one of those, but I got to tell you before we start about the weirdest dream i've had and i usually don't remember my dreams i don't think most people remember their dreams but uh i i took a a little nap this afternoon and i dreamt that i was at some weird new spring training like it was spring training it was almost like a really tiny sloan park but it was wrigley field and we were i was standing out in the in the in left center and i was looking through a fence with sarah sanchez i'm I'm standing there with sarah sanchez and you, Darvish is pitching, and you, Darvish. Uh, I don't know who is batting, but whoever is batting hits a home run off of you, Darvish. Okay, all of a sudden it turns from day to night. The guy runs around the bases, and and there's like uh, fireworks going because the guy hit a home run. And as soon as the dude kind of like dives into home at the end of it. And all the other Cubs kind of dove on top of him and did some crazy choreographed light show dance with, like, these sparkly shits, like, attached to their uniforms. And then the, all the lights go out in the stadium and made this huge, like, fireworks kind of, like, show of the home run celebration off of you, Darvish. But, you know, obviously we're doing inter-squad. So I even dream in intra-squad games, <laughs> which is weird. Um, so then uh I, I'm like sitting there and I'm recording the whole thing on my phone and I look down and i'm and Sarah says let me see the footage you got of that amazing display that shocked us all and I hadn't been recording it was I had mis- made a mistake and didn't record and then we have this little weird discussion about um all the wonderful things that you've seen that didn't get recorded and then I woke up so what does that mean, and what am I foreboding for the 2020 season? I
1: That's think it, I, wanna, you know, I think it, it means that it... you are just. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got bad delay stuff going on here. I was yeah. going to say, uh, Danny, I, I think it means that you are missing those old days where uh, you got to dog pile and dance with lots of men on home plate.
0: I got a feeling that you are going to see unique celebrations because of the no fans in the stands. Yeah, but this was not socially distanced
2: at all, unless unless fire kills corona, because
0: it was like they, like the players were
2: exploding. It was, I mean, it was wild, dude. Like it was wild. I haven't told Sarah Sanchez that she was in my crazy explosion dream. I don't want to freak her out or anything, but um, yeah. What? By the way, she's doing such a bang up job right now. I just. Big up to Sarah Sanchez. That's just random. She, her like 87th game in, or day or she's up to 150 days in quarantine now at this point. Robert Sanchez writes in that I need to lay off the mushrooms. Uh, I wish I could lay off some mushrooms, but I don't have any.
1: So I, wish, only, I wish I could pick up some mushrooms.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because there's it's only one way to survive Iowa, which is really fucking high.
1: So, Danny, what's
0: going on <laughs> with uh,
1: what's going on? Oh, with you John didn't even Baker hit game? my drop with that one.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you deserve a. Yeah. So John Baker Day, uh, you know, we're still working on it, I'll say. But it's been interesting to work on it. We had a meeting this weekend, Crawley, with Corey Finnerin And I thought we got some great ideas about what we want to do with John Baker Day this year. I told everybody already that we're doing Black Lives Matter. And we were like, how the hell do we do that? Um, and what we, I think we came up with a great idea. What we're going to do is the past, present, and future of black baseball in Chicago. We have plans to get some guests that we can't announce because we don't have them yet. Um, we're obviously trying to include John on everything we do because this was his idea anyway. So imagine like, he comes up with the idea and never shows up. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably that one tier one employee that can't get his test right.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Can I be in charge of uh, the seance that brings back Ernie? Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll go out to his grave. You're going to have to travel up here. We'll go out to his grave. We'll break into Graceland Cemetery in the middle of the night. I'd, I'd see where there's a few breaches out there where we can get in middle of the night. We'll get Ooh, ourselves.
1: I'll wear my breeches. <laughs>
2: You don't you don't need to uh, around all those dead people. There's no rules just wear a mask because you, you
1: know you know what the thing <laughs> is naked you, mask.
2: Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's that's actually safer than uh than without a mask, than pants and a mask. Or pants <laughs> and no mask is worse these days than um no pants and then wait, I'm I'm getting it twisted. Shame on you, <laughs> me shaman no what was shaman
1: monkeys i don't know but we but can do have some t-shirts right
2: yeah we do and what you have to do is go to sunranto.com s o n r a n t o.com you click on uh john Baker Day, and that's going to bring you to these our spreadshirt store we're working on getting other shirts but the cool thing is uh that uh th- Spreadshirt will put your logo on just about anything. So there are John Baker Day aprons. There are John Baker Day bandanas. uh, There are John Baker Day uh, bibs and onesies for babies and all sorts of crap. Um, So sunranto.com and then just click on John Baker Day. It's actually sunranto.com slash John Baker Day, but nobody's going to type all that in. So, uh, yeah, go do that. And every bit of money that we get is going to go to one of three charitable organizations that we are going to be working with over the course of our past, present, and future John Baker Day. We will uh, be unfolding this probably within the next couple of weeks, maybe just before uh, July 27th. So we got a couple more weeks to like kind of get our ducks in a row as what we're doing. But in the meantime, go buy some John Baker Day gear and uh, make it unique and make it fun. It comes in all different colors, varieties, and flavors, just like people. And, uh, you know, so go get in there and buy some John Baker Day
0: stuff and uh, have fun with it. I walked away from the meeting excited and now I'm even more excited. And now I guess what's going on with my social media?
2: Well, oh, with social media? Well, we're working on that too. Uh we got doesn't, past- no, but
0: doesn't Michael Cotton have a little bit of uh MySpace? Oh, yeah. oh I don't know, man. Yeah. What is going uh, on with this?
1: Yeah, Carl, you're kind of breaking up. That's why we didn't pick up on that. But uh yeah, boom, right there, folks. That's me, M Cotton on MySpace. Uh, Bill Sugas told me I had to find out Or I had, to, I had to Get on MySpace if I wanted to find out How to use my VPN properly To watch Cubs games So there you go folks MySpace and let me tell you what I really think we just need to Bring the ranchers over to MySpace no one's there We could have the entire thing It could yeah. be all Ranchers all the time <laughs> Every link I clicked on Was from like 2017. I'm not shitting you. Like all the news you could ever want about entertainment in 2017, it's all right there for you, for me, for all of us on MySpace. That's like when J Lo got with A-rod, I believe.
2: Pardon the interruption, but this episode of the Sunranto show is brought to you by Bet Online. And you might have noticed that sports, including baseball, is beginning to return. Well, so does your chance to bet on baseball with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, and the EPL in full swing. Now, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC happening every day for you to watch and wager on. Now, as the MLB, NBA, and NFL near a return, Bet Online has futures odds on everything you can imagine: season win totals, division odds, and championship odds. Make sure to visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or on your mobile device and join now and receive your free welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show, which uh, you're going to start listening to again right now. So, very exciting. <laughs> So uh yeah, let's talk about the Cubs. The your Chicago Cubs. Uh, Carly, I saw something you tweeted today. Uh well, can you you want to tell us exactly what it was a, it was about? There was a sign that the that was put out on Twitter that yeah. is at Wrigley Field.
0: It was actually in South Bend. If you know oh, South South Bend. S- South Bend is doing the taxi squad. And I may go on a little bit on a rant. I got I'm like feisty today just so you know. Good. Is that the Cubs used to be the number one team when it came to marketing. This goes back to the days of John McDonough, the first Cub convention, uh, the Beanie Baby giveaways, like like they were the forefront, the cutting edge. Even when the Cubs were shitty in the 80s and 90s, which was most years, they were good at marketing. Marketing Wrigley Field, Harry Carey, Arnie Harris, John McDonough, Well, all these uh, guys.
1: Crawley, that's going all the way back to PK Wrigley who actually just quit on the team and just made Wrigley a fucking destination unto itself. So, yeah, the marketing has gone all the way back to the 40s.
0: Right. And and now all of a sudden we're sitting here and we're just seeing the Cubs just do an absolute shit job on marketing. So one of the things is, that we we were looking at is, is that uh, – the Cubs have all these, like they say they have no money, but they have all these money makers they could potentially do. And they're not doing anything. This was from the South Bend Cubs today. And everybody saw this and flipped out. Here's a picture of it right here. It says South Bend, uh, be alert, wear a mask. So if you've ever been to Wrigley, that's obviously the sign about uh, the, wear a mask, you know, we'll be alert for foul balls. But literally everybody starts going apeshit on Twitter. Like, where do I get that? I want to buy that fucking sign. Think about teachers. Think about bars. Think about restaurants, how much everybody would want that. Think about me. Think about you
2: buying this shirt, like immediately for $30, like immediately.
1: They sell it's it's on my Twitter banner right now. Yeah. Immediately. They sell 200,000 of these.
0: And And I love the South Bend guys. Don't get me wrong, but they're like, well, we have a, we have a link to a mask. We don't have the signs. We don't have shirts. We have the mask. I'm like, okay, that'd be a cool mask. I go and I take a look and it's just a regular South Bend Cubs mask. So you could look at that. And, yeah. and then this was the other day. Uh, and those of you that are on Twitter, if you follow Cubs Twitter, if you follow me or Danny or Michael, you definitely follow Randall J. Sanders. He's one of the best guys on Twitter out there. A genius. Okay. I want you to pay attention to this. Randall, uh, genius. Genius. I want you guys to pay the attention. The Da Vinci here. of Cubs fans. He is literally the Da Vinci of Cubs Twitter. This was, uh, look at the date right here. 6-24-20. Yeah,
2: that was okay. a while ago. It was
0: June <laughs> 20 2020. Randall writes, socially safe social since safe, socially distanced logos are all the rage right now, and he created the 84 Bear logo with a mask. How cool is that? Looks pretty neat, and he tagged the Cubs. He tagged John Baker. He da- He tagged anybody willing to listen. Guess what happens on July seventh? MLB yeah. says, "Oh look, the Pirates have modified their logo. Great job." Hashtag wear a mask. And I was fucking pissed. I'm like, "What in the hell is wrong with you people?" This is Randall did this weeks ago yeah. and offered it to the Cubs. And if you know Randall. He never puts like watermarks on shit. He's like, oh, I don't care if people want it. They can take it. The Cubs could literally have been like, look, we'll give you upper deck reserve seats for 2021. <laughs> if you give us that logo, Randall be like, great. Excellent.
1: Great. Dude, awesome.
0: How the fuck do you not have these yeah. logos out here?
1: Yeah, I'm actually really frustrated right now because I did a cubes fan with a mask months ago myself. And uh, I was going to pop it up for you, but I cannot find it. I don't know where the fuck. Oh, you know what? Might be on my other computer. Fascinating story. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it was the same. It was like the same thing. Like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, wait a second. I did the exact same thing. So yeah. how, how on God's green earth is nobody in the marketing
0: department? And if they want to get a hold of Randall, they know how to. I'll just put it that way.
1: Yeah, there is, there is no marketing department. They can't afford to you know, hire marketing guys. Hell, they just had a five-player draft, Crawley. I
0: have no idea what they're doing, but the other thing is the Giants, the White Sox, even the Brewers are all selling these and we're doing anything. We're doing nothing interesting, nothing to keep the fans fired up. This is like, right to me right now, this is just a PR disaster.
2: Yeah, I mean, and they they had how long to even get it together? I mean, and and we had already seen and dreamed of having the same thing that the Rakuten Monkeys and the CPBL had, and and the robe and the robot bands. Like we were all dreaming of this stuff already. So it's not like it wasn't out there that we wanted it too. Like we were all over Twitter. Everybody's posting that stuff. It was very popular, and the Cubs aren't doing any of it. The only thing I can think of the excuse and it's the same excuse why they're not putting any of the games on marquee network. And all we're getting is, is blurry shots from beat writers. I think maybe they're just trying to very much focus on the team, the health and not have any distractions whatsoever away from what they're trying to do to get ready and be just super, super serious to the point where they're not going to make light of anything. That's the only thing I I can think of.
0: Honestly, I, I was somebody, I was never booing Marquee. I know some people booed Marquee. I never. Marquis Network. Boo. Boo. I was booing him. I never booed Marquee, and here's why. My whole life, I wanted the Cubs to be with the big boys, the Yankees, the Boston, controlling their content, taking that money that came in and, and putting it back into the payroll. You had five years Five years ago, the Cubs knew they were going to opt out of all their contracts after five years and start their own network. You had five fucking years to plan this shit. And now here you go in the middle of a fucking pandemic with nothing to watch, no sports. You're having these scrimmages and nothing's happening. You're not, you're not televising this. Yeah. We don't even know.
2: Like, you know, they had John Lester was out there the other day, did like five innings, did a great job. Then they had Dwayne Underwood Jr. Go out there, struck out like five or six batters. You know, we, we have oppo shots from Wilson Contreras off of that. We're all freaking out uh, about uh, off of Kimbrel. Like, Show us something. We, we, we see little bits and pieces. And last night, I sat there watching Clayton Kershaw against his own team with
0: announcers. You know, right. and it, and the, the Brewers have done it on their website. The Comcast, White Sox. Comcast did it for the White Sox. Today? The Yankees have been televising it, and we can't fucking get shit. And I put no. this the other day. Yeah, this is all you, we get. <laughs> do you remember this was these shots you were talking about? Here's Rizzo. You could have mic'd him up and had him fucking broadcast the game. How yeah. fucking big would that have been?
2: Yeah. We, we have uh, our first TFC of the, of the uh, you know what? Wait, I want to read what you wrote, Crawley here, but will you put that back up or did you already erase it? Which one yeah, could you imagine? Cause it's just so snarky. What, what you said, could you imagine if marquee network was broadcasting this scrimmage game with Rizzo mic'd up, give Cubs fans what they want. Yeah, we can not imagine it. And it's just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, Rizzo's out there cheering for his team, having a great time, talking, you know, or or even interview him afterwards and say, "Hey, what what was that like?" You know, I mean, but they I don't think that they want to have the television crew out there. They don't want to have the extra people. But I'm saying, even if you had like three stagnant shots, like you ever look at um, uh, on uh, the old MLB TV, uh, you know, when they had their own. they had their own kind of interface with how you could watch the game. And in the blacked out games, you could still do your own camera switching. Have you ever seen this? You're like, show me the center field, show me the right field, show me the left field. Even if they had something like that, three stagnant cameras, you see what you see, leave it, leave it on. Don't have the people really run it. Just turn it on and go. But, you know, obviously if the Yankees can figure it out, I don't know what's going on at Wrigley fields that they can't, they should have
0: already been having technically they should have been prepared in March to be ready to broadcast games in Wrigley come April. Okay. So this was before the sure. pandemic. There's no fucking excuse. And, and what you're trying to do, you have, you have Comcast, which controls like 70% of the Chicago viewing area. What incentive do they have to try to hurry things up? If you had games and people were missing games and getting pissed, you know, I understand that, Oh, we want to be all serious. If that's their excuse. I don't know if it is or not, but, but, If you want to drive the demand, if you want to force Comcast to the table, if you want people to be interested, show something that matters. Nobody wants to see the Sandberg documentary for the 20th fucking time. No one wants to see the same shit over and over again. They are looking forward to this year. And so until games get played, Marquee does, or Comcast has no incentive to sit down, to have a discussion. To I do mean,
2: anything. Sh- shit, they, they'd rather have you on, Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, you've gotten more screen time on Marquee Network than Chris Bryant, man. You know, yeah. Josh Oberhide writes in, why haven't they hired Crawley yet? Well, they did. The Marquee <laughs> Network did hire you. For and they, you know, but, but, but I totally you, agree with you. I, I, it's, a, it's a travesty, you know,
0: it, you know, wrapped up in a conundrum. I'm, I'm sitting here and, and I know people there and I'm just being told there's certain things going on and I don't know what the fuck they are. But whatever shit is going on should have been dealt with already. This should have been prepared. You should have had a network that everybody was dying to watch. I have a Cubs fan friend. I'm not going to throw her name out, but she's a huge fan, like ridiculously huge fan. And she emailed me the other day. She's like, you know when the content's getting better on Marquee? Because I have Comcast and we, we purchased Hulu Plus in addition to Comcast just so we could see it. And it really isn't worth it right now. And that's from a good Cub fan, like somebody that is usually on board with everything they do, not very critical of the Cubs. If that's what they're getting from her, I can't imagine what kind, of, what kind of ideas people have if you're watching it now. And they got to do something to make this worth people getting.
2: Everybody's scratching their heads, man. I mean, I don't get it either. We're getting little bits and pieces of what's going on. I mean, and there's got to be something going on because it's incredibly deliberate. It's got to be deliberate. There's no way they're just doing this because they forgot that they could televise baseball. (laughs) You know what I mean? It is on purpose that they're not doing it when they have the capability to do it. Now, why aren't the Pirates doing it? Maybe I understand. You know, like they've got something else going. I don't know what everybody's deal is. But when you own your own channel, like you you
1: said, you own your own channel. Even the White Sox are getting on NBC, aren't they? Yeah, they've, they got, a couple game, yeah, they've kind of got a couple of games coming. Sports, yes. Yeah, NBC, NBC Sports Chicago. is putting them on. Yeah, so, so they it, can't it, even it, do what somebody else who's a third party can't do for them. We You're got sitting it. here. Yeah, there's my pops. Yeah, Jump in the pops, camera. Yeah, pops, pops on
2: camera.
0: <laughs> but when you sit there and you deal with this kind of situation, the whole point of this whole marquee was that you controlled the content. You could put whatever you want whenever you wanted. Yeah. And, and you have the opportunity to show these games. We had tons of people watching when all Danny was doing was sitting outside taping the organ music. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Jesus Christ, people they, get your shit together. They,
2: they didn't even put that on and they threw it. Like they were the ones that put on the organ music and we scooped th- them. You know yeah, what they, I mean? They
1: totally could add somebody walking around. Or turn the cameras inside the park out and just kind of showed the crowd, you know, and just showed people as the, you know, as the music was playing and then maybe put together, I don't know, some sort of like fun little slideshow to play. Well, I do want to have done a lot. Well, I wonder this and
2: let's like fast forward these concepts into the future because we are going to have a game in 11 days at Wrigley Field, uh, you know, uh, you know, and so. If the idea is to maybe not have people around for these scrimmages, it is still a pop, a popular neighborhood. It's not like even in New York City where the Mets play, you know, that is surrounded by not houses and stuff. That whole area is just parking lots and kind of like uh, garages where they fix cars and, and things like that. Roland Garros.
1: Who? That's the tennis. Yeah, the U.S. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rolling yeah. Uh, Flushing Roll- Meadows. Right. Rolling Garros, I think, is the name of the complex or something. Oh, okay. So but yeah, uh, Flushing Meadows, the, the 1964 World's Fair.
2: Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. But no, I, Long I but, live. But around Wrigley Field, like there's businesses, there's restaurants, there's people that live there. So it's possible they don't want people to know when those scrimmages are taking place by televising them and be like, because somebody like me lives, you know, five-minute bike ride can just be like, Hey, scrimmage is going on. I'm gonna go down there. Um, but you know, even when I knew the scrimmage was going on, I'm not going to sit down there and just like wait for a ball to to what I can't I can't watch it anywhere. I'd rather sit at home. If if it's on
0: TV, you might stay home, Danny. Exactly, you might not go down there. Correct. And the Cubs would get be able to charge more for advertising. Yeah, instead, you're going to have 50% of the
2: Chicago land area in 11 days with no choice that if they want to even figure out that you'd rather and be around some baseball, you're going to bring a radio playing 670 to score and standing outside of left field with me. And that's what it's going to look like. And so I don't know. Maybe they don't want people down there. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's got to be another reason. It's like there's got to be a conspiracy to it. But if they're not getting it ready now and you got the three exhibition games, they start next week maybe we'll see more about how it's going to go down then, but it is a real head scratcher why they're not showing, especially because we all just went through some shit and are still going through it. Like they the pandemic is raging in our country and they won't give us the distraction that we've been craving this entire time. Yeah,
0: it is unconscionable. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> I told you I was pissed. I was fired up, man. Yeah, I was, I was fired up. But, but now, you know, today, again, another reason to be pissed, is the Cubs, and it's not just the Cubs, it's MLB, can't get their shit together with the COVID testing. Oh, my God. For another day. I mean, what is going on?
2: The Did you see, who was it that had to skip practice again? Was it the Nationals, I believe? Yeah, but, I think it was the Nationals. Afraid, well, they had to do it the other day. I'm losing track. Here's my point. I'm losing track of who's having to skip practice based upon, uh, the you know, either a mismanaged COVID test, as in the case of today, where six – employees, Tier 1 employees, including manager David Ross and probably some players and apparently somebody that's not a player. Who knows? I always think, you know, it's got to be a coach of some kind, but like uh, they loused it up. What, what, what happened
0: exactly? The, one of the tests, the test got mixed up with some other team's test or? The test did not come back in time, so six guys could if I, they, they decided they had to push back their practice because they don't want to, you know, if someone did test positive, they don't want to infect people. And that included David Ross. So those tests didn't come back on time. And then out of that batch of tests, there was one other person whose tests were messed up, was messed up somehow. And so that person couldn't participate today.
1: Right. And they're actually taking it seriously. Unlike the Yankees who the guy just never showed up to do it. So they all fucking spit in a bucket and they went out on the field. I don't know what the fuck they're doing up there in New York, but that was craziness. and then but lots it- of other teams are just blowing this shit off, and it's actually nice to see that the Cubs aren't doing that.
2: Well, and then a roll this Chapman ends up with it, you know, yeah. and they're, they're blowing it
1: off. And then he, the Cubs are the to only thing to be team- fair. He didn't realize those were spit cups, <laughs> he was actually see, he, he, he just saw people kept leaving him little drinks everywhere. <laughs> <He's-> <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, what, what, what is up with all these shots, guys? And then then there was the
2: loused up Joey Gallo situation where, uh, you know, he tested positive and then negative and the positive or, or or two positives and a negative, or, I mean, you know, which grand you're going to get some false negatives and false positives here and there. But like, man, this is just what I'm saying is like this health. And I don't think they've got a test that is good enough to, to actually be doing what they're doing. And then they're sending
1: them all to Utah. And then like, what the hell is going on? It doesn't matter if the test is good enough because they're like, just process doesn't work right no. Like the test could be fucking 100% perfect. But if when, as soon as you put a bunch of dumb shits in charge of it and they're fucking juggling the shit as they go out and they're throwing it around at each other and they're fucking writing different people's names on it and you know, and they're doing dumb shit with it, then yeah, you don't fucking, you don't have it. I mean, I, uh, what old fish eyes was letting us know years ago that it's the fucking FedEx guy that keeps fucking shit up. <laughs> Brian Braun. Yeah. Yeah. Fish eyes. Fish eyes. At <laughs> least, at
0: least the, uh, at least though the Cubs, like you guys said, appear to be taking things pretty serious. And you Darvish made that point, um, where he was, uh, Darvish is encouraged by the environment about the protocols, about his teammates he said, I came here to make sure everyone's doing the right thing. I had it in my mind. If they're not, I was ready to go home. So, you, Darvish, was very much considering opting out if he didn't like what he saw as far as the organization was concerned.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, well, the Cubs are the only team that have t- tested so far negative 100%. Like, except for, uh, you know, before the, the, the season.
1: Right. Except Restorance. for Tommy, Tommy Hottavi Tommy and, and uh, uh, somebody we else. As, we assume Ryan Wick. <laughs> Has he ever <laughs> showed up? Oh, that was Kyle Ryan, and he oh, oh, did Kyle Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Wick. Wick Ryan. Fuck, yeah. man. I cannot get these goddamn names correct. Everybody's giving me shit in the comments about Roland Garros. <laughs> 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 he didn't even know who fucking Roland Garros was.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I honestly
1: I don't know who the fuck's still everybody
2: should pile on Michael like in my dream when <laughs> it explode into fireworks.
0: The player, but uh Schwarber did say that the players had a team meeting to discuss what is acceptable and what is not. Ross has done a good job of, like I said, try you know, if we don't have the test, we're not gonna practice, you know. So the Cubs are doing a good job, but you are starting to see more and more players opt out. Uh, the big names this one, Jordan Hicks. Uh, for the Cardinals, you yeah. know, flamethrower closer hundred plus miles an hour. It's he, good for us, but you hate to see it. You know what I mean? Like th- that's not the way you want
2: to
1: win baseball games. You want to beat Jordan Hicks. You, you know, like, right. It, it, yeah. This is, this is 2020 at its peak something bad happens to a fucking Cardinals player. And we can't even be happy about it. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? i like, I'm I'm just, just, I, I just want to be happy about something. God damn it.
0: <laughs> On the other side of town, Michael Kopech, a uh, yep. flamethrower for the white Sox, was going to be a big part of their plans. He's opted out for the year. Uh, and then Buster <laughs> Posey of the Giants. And, Mike,
2: and Michael Cotton has opted out of the next segment of this <laughs> uh, program apparently because he just left for some reason.
0: Well, if he he left, he's going to be mad because I do have an interesting article that I read the other day that I think he would have really enjoyed. Oh, uh, well. It was it was written by uh, Joel Sherman talking about service time. Now, Cub fans know very well about service time manipulation. What happened to Chris Bryant? in 2015, where they waited pretty much almost the exact number of days to call him up, even though he should have been on the opening day squad. There's nobody that saw him in spring training that didn't think that Chris Bryant was at least, at the very minimum, in the top five players. So he got screwed, and he's not the only one. There's a lot of players that have been victim to this manipulation. But Joel Sherman writes an interesting article here, and what he was talking about here is that players are could decide once they reach certain service time thresholds opting out afterwards. Okay. So let me kind of just explain what this means here really quick in this 67 day schedule, players will receive 2.78 days. So nearly three days of service for every day. The season is being played is played beginning July 23rd. OK, so if the season starts there, so certain players who have been abused or manipulated by the situation can now turn the tables on the front offices. And once they reach a certain standpoint, they can be like, OK, I've now hit my service time. I can opt out and I get that service time
1: because that's part of the negotiations. Yeah, so it's what like their dog years for service time.
0: What they are talking about here is that normally a player needs 172 days of service to accrue a year. And the big example of this was George Springer of the Astros. He has five years and 166 days because of service because of 2014, he was held down long enough, just like Chris Bryant was to make sure that he plays seven with the Astros rather than reaching free agency in six years. He didn't file a grievance like Chris Bryant did. Okay. But he's still pissed about it. All right. he could opt out after six service days because the fractions rounded up. So six days within the season, he now qualifies for free agency ah. and he can opt out from playing the rest. So James Paxton needs seven days to qualify. Strowman needs eight. Uh, Marcus Simeon needs uh, 19 and Mookie Betts doesn't need that many at all either. And he could opt out coming from Boston. Wow. It's all that time you late and going on for and now it's a potential that players could flip that on the front offices and be like, "No, I, I did what I had to do." Uh, imagine too some of the older players. If you go, let's say you start five and fifteen, you're probably in a sixty game season. You're done. Very it's like you're you're pretty much done if you start off five and fifteen. So you can potentially see a lot of older players opt out and say, "This is not worth it." You know, it's not worth my health. I got plenty of money. I don't. It's, it's not anything to me.
2: Well, did did we mention Buster Posey as to being one that opted out this week? I mean, and, you know, I think that some of these guys like you, Darver said, he's like, listen, I was going to show up. And if people weren't wearing masks and if people were going out all night and like Schwarber came in hungover from like doing this and that, you know, then I'm out like I'm I'm going to leave. And, you know, and that's going to piss off about half the Cub fans and the other half would be like, good, because if it's not safe for you, I wouldn't be there either. But, you know, it. And the other thing about Darvish is like he's from a country which takes infectious disease incredibly seriously. Right. At times, even to prevent the flu, they will wear masks if they have this a, a little sniffle Actually, in Asian countries are very
1: good about anytime time a person has a cold or something, they just put on a mask themselves because they know they're going to go out and they don't want to spread it around to other people.
2: Yeah. Michael, I'm having trouble hearing you. Can, can you hear Michael?
0: I private commented. I couldn't hear him.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Michael, I don't know what you did oh. to yourself, but uh, fix, fix your sound. Um, now uh,
0: the other thing that's uh, just, just another kind of issue, small one, but throughout the week, everyone's noticed. Uh, Anthony Rizzo has had back injuries again and this has been a reoccurring theme the last two to three years. And remember that Rizzo saw a very cheap team-friendly contract when he was kind of coming up from San Diego. He started in Boston, went to San Diego, and then Theo brought him over one of his first deals that he made. Um, but at this point, what would end up happening now with Rizzo is that the same year that Bryant and Javi and Schwarber and all these guys are up for contract. A lot of people are saying, you got to re-sign Rizzo, extend Rizzo. Do you really want to re-sign a first basement that has a bulky back?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've been saying it for years. It's like, once your back goes out, you know, that's kind of it for your back. Like, my back went out when, I don't know, maybe when I was 14 or 15 years old. And that part of my back has hurt forever. You know, and that's just how backs are. Once your back starts hurting, your back will hurt. Obviously, the same thing is true for Anthony Rizzo. He lost a lot of weight. He comes in in good shape, but he can't even get through a ball game without ending up in the bleachers watching it because of his back. And it's just like, you know, I feel bad for the guy. But no, I don't don't think you do want to give Rizzo a long-term deal or reward him for taking that long-term deal before, which was very team-friendly, unless he was going to take a heck of a lot less money to basically be Because all he does is first base and DH at this point, you know what I mean. But and I get that, you know, maybe being a first baseman isn't as uh, physical a position as some other positions. You know, you're not running around that much. But you know, through 162 games, that back, I mean, he's he's had weeks and weeks upon the DL pretty much every year. He's not. You're still no, you're still quiet. I don't know what's going on.
1: I didn't
2: do anything. Yeah. I don't know. You check your restart or something. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Right. right. And check your cam mic settings. So
1: I, yeah, I was doing that already. Okay. I'm out.
0: Just so you guys know, uh, you know, money, which we were talking about earlier that the Cubs, you know, apparently don't have any, uh, there was a big kind of to do with Adbert Alzelay this week, uh, tweeting about the taxi squad, the group that's going to be in South bend and will be available, uh, to the team. So, When we talk about Al and his tweet here, this is what he originally put, okay? And he's talking about how the inner taxi squad works. You get $18 a day and you have to pay $8 dues plus tip because the clubby's a nice guy. They provide you two meals, an apartment without a TV. You need to get your own TV, sheets for the bed, pillows, bathroom stuff, cleaning stuff, et cetera. He says, remember, you're literally making $10 a day. So if you don't like the meals that you're getting for, you have $10 to get three meals or even less because you have to give the clubby tips. So that was Alzalay right there. And so what happened apparently is somebody got wind of that real quick. And that tweet was deleted. Yeah. And yeah. Alzalay says, we're all good now. Don't worry.
2: Let's see if we can hear Michael now.
1: I think I got it fixed.
0: Yay. Hooray. Um, yeah. It, uh, you know,
2: I'll, let me tell you a quick story about uh, when, when I was 22 years old, 23, I was named the equity dep- deputy for the cast of Rent. And as the equity deputy, I was basically, you know, the person that talks to the union for our company. So, and only because I volunteered, you know, I didn't even know what it meant. I just joined the union. So the producers had us in the name of promotion of our show rent in 1996, no, 1998. uh, They had us doing selling clothing at high end clothing stores and they called it. Promotion now in our contract we could do promotion for stuff, but what we were really doing is selling clothing and not getting paid for it. So I made this big petition about it, and I and I everybody was coming to me about it, and I went into the uh, the, the producers and I said, "Listen, I'm going to come to Equity and tell them that we're being misused right now, and you guys are selling us down the river on this clothing situation." And you know what the producers told me? How. I thought they'd be receptive cuz I'd hung out with these guys they said how dare you the insubordination from you Daniel Robbins blah 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 and they laid the fuck into me and I, and I think there's something very similar happened to Adbert O'sley you know they're getting played right now just like my cash was getting played back then you know by uh, you know getting more you're, they're taking advantage of a situation that nobody can do anything about, and when you speak up for yourselves, they 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 came down on him hard, and I I found that to be really suspect. That what was the next thing he tweeted out was like, "Oh, uh, everything's a okay. Mis- everything's okay. It's a misunderstanding. misunderstanding."
1: Yep. So they had a little. They uh, he said we worked it out.
2: Yeah, yeah, they worked it out somehow, but like you know, working it out was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing, Ad Bear? This is fucked up. You don't talk about your team this way. And meanwhile, there's a, you know, there's a lot of guys around him starving, haven't been getting paid for forever, you know, cause they were expecting to have a minor league season. That's not happening. So he's hanging out with like Zach short and all these dudes who are broke and he ad bears like, well, I still got some money from my uh, original signing bonus. So I guess I'll pick up the freaking burrito tonight. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, he'll bet he'll buy the TV.
1: Right, he spent yeah. 110 100, bucks on 100, the TV. He's so not even buying a here.
2: good TV. That's the shittiest TV I've ever heard of. 110 dollars. Right. What does
1: that get you?
2: That's no, not even one, Black Friday. One it's
1: thing that, that really price. One thing that really pissed me off too was Theo chiming in saying, "We know that there's issues and blah 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 blah." It's like, dude, you're the fucking president of the team. You hold. All You you pull all the strings except for what the ownership doesn't let you pull. And granted, it's nice that you're saying this, but you're the president of fucking baseball operations. You're the, I mean, head honcho, right? I mean, other than Tom, he's the guy that would do this if he really wanted to fix it. It wouldn't just be talk. He'd actually do it. I normally won't bitch too much about Theo, but this one, he did not read the room. He fucking chimed in and said the exact wrong thing. I was,
0: I, if you remember, and I I actually have video and I put it on Twitter the other day, I asked Theo specifically about minor league pay and about how, if, if you just paid minor leaguers again, not millions, but you paid your minor leaguers 30 grand a year, they could just focus on baseball and and focus on their their meals and and that could be something that helps the team. And Theo gave the whole speech about how he understands it's grossly unfair and it's going to change. And Tom Ricketts knows about it. And and keep your ear to the ground. He told me because this situation they're gonna they're gonna take care of it. And keep it was your just, ear
1: to the ground because that's closer to my to
0: foot. Right. (laughs) Where I could stomp on your face. (laughs) So, I mean, in all honesty, it really ends up coming to be just a bunch of bullshit. You know, that's what what it boils down to.
2: Well, and it's collusion because I I believe any team, I mean, there are rules to what you can pay who, you know, uh, but there's no minor league or minimum wage. You know, there's, you know, there's slot money that you have to spend (laughs) or not spend. And, you know, there's in the first, the five round draft, you know, people are going to get this bonus or that bonus, how it works, but there's no, uh, but. There's no like minimum salary. The Blue Jays broke rank. If you remember last year, Mm -hmm. they said, you know what? We're going to make minor league pay $800 a week. Now, you know, that is pretty much the bare minimum of what a like American who lives in a city can live on. If you live out in the bonies, you could probably do pretty well on $800 a week and buy all the $100 TVs you want. But when I, but it seems to be me to be a market inefficiency. That if you want to attract the best players to want to play for your organization, and that means internationally what you're able to do, that you would be known as a team that treated your players right. Not we- giving them baloney sandwiches and like jailhouse meals, you know, and if they don't like it,
1: then, they, then what can
2: they afford? Subway.
1: You know what I mean? Like we have been talking about this on this show for a while, Danny, like if they had enough money that they could actually just train to be baseball players in the off season. And we're not talking a million dollars. People we're talking $35,000 that'll get them through the whole year, but they could just train. You know what I mean? Rather than, rather than fucking go and be a substitute teacher or, a fucking, uh, you know, a burger boy or whatever the fuck they have to do in the offseason. They could just train, and then your minor leaguers become the best minor leaguers because all the other fucking minor leaguers are off, like, you know doing what they have to do to survive. And your minor leaguers get to train for baseball.
2: Let let me ask you a question. Do you think that that's partly why they're getting rid of different levels of the minor leagues right now? Why they're losing teams because then they will pay those guys more. And because they're like, it'll be the same amount of money. Just kind of like the negotiations that they had with the players where they're like, okay, we're going to cut your hamburger into three and now you'll have three hamburgers. Okay. (laughs) Now we'll cut your hamburger into five and and, you know, now you have five hamburgers. You know, it was like, they were always going to spend $300 million. That's how it was going to be. Like we, we, or we knew that it was going to be one third of the, or $1.3 billion, whatever the hell it was. You know, it was always going to be one third of the salaries, no matter whether it was 60 games or 90 games, you know, it was always going to be the same amount of money. Is that what they're doing here? Just taking that amount of money, and splitting it up amongst fewer players and then by
1: default. I I think that they see the writing on the wall and they will have to raise uh you know raise salaries, and that is what they're doing. I I really do feel like that. I wish it wasn't. It's a very cynical take, but you're right. If you cut one or two teams from every you know, every level or whatever, then there is more money to give to the guys who are left over. And when they do it, it makes the owners look like good guys. When in reality, what they did was they just fucking fired their buddy, you know, like, Hey, that, you know, they fired your buddy to give you a raise. you know, yeah. and the raise that you got is not how much your buddy was making, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I, I just saved $10 and now I'm giving you a $5 raise. Like that shitty, you know, that's what they're going to do.
0: Yeah. Speaking of money, you know, uh, Theo was on talking about extensions. Cause you remember last week, Chris Bryant was talking all about how he'd like to be a cup for life and all this stuff.
1: You know, well, assistant.
0: Theo came out and you know, of
1: course he's going to see all that. <laughs> Theo stuff. came out and but said, I'm not going to be a cup for life. I really plan on leaving soon.
0: Theo ends up discussing a little bit about, you know, and this is going to be interesting because a lot of these Cubs players, everyone was saying, OK, you know, they didn't sign any of them to extensions. And now, you know, I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's 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 out there. But what you start to see now here. Crawling, is that you're growing the,
1: as a podcaster, buddy. I love it.
0: What you're going to start to <laughs> see here is that basically they're just talking that there's, we don't know what the free agent contract market is going to look like right away. And so this idea that, you know, Boris was going to bring Chris Bryant to market and, you know, there's talks about 300 million or higher for Chris Bryant. And again, maybe Javi waited it, everybody waited, but now that money that you would have easily given to a player.
2: Well, what's really interesting is that the CBA is coming up at the exact same time. There, there the is contracts. obviously going to
0: be less of that money. Well,
2: oh, I think Crawley, you're freezing up. Yeah, I'm losing. I'm losing a little bit I'm, on Crawley. I'm, I'm losing you, Crawley. But mm. uh, I, I think it's really interesting. He, he's also frozen in a very funny way. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> Should we wait him to catch up? Should we? I, th- I think you're back, Crawley. Um, I'm back. Okay, uh yeah, you can keep going. I I kind of filled in the, the blanks when you were when you were off, but
0: no, just saying that right now, financially, these players tend to risk right now losing a lot of money because we don't know what free agents are going to be paid yeah. when there isn't going to be a lot of cash available. Well, we're yeah. hoping. We're hoping we get a 2020 season in. keep in mind if things do get worse or if there's no sort of anything in 2021, you're talking there could potentially be a canceled season then too. Well, yeah, that's just it.
2: I mean, Chris Bryant's contract is up the same year the CBA is up. You know, it's like you've and you've got a few guys like that. You know, isn't Rizzo in that category too? Like Rizzo, Schwarber, yeah, everybody, Hobby, all of them. Everybody comes up on the same year. So if if I think w- there's no reason, I mean, just from a money standpoint, even you know, just to play evil owner for one moment, they have no incentive whatsoever to try to work out some crazy multi million dollar deal. Right now, when they have no idea if there's even going to be—I mean, all we have is rising cases of coronavirus right now, and st- and still no cure or treatment. Oh, Danny, for-
1: Danny, let, let me let me hold hold on right there. Uh, I believe that's fake news. I believe. <laughs> I, I believe on- I've been told that the uh, the coronavirus has been blown way out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah,
2: that's why they're canceling practices. But oh, oh good. <laughs> we're, we're never gonna finish this show once Michael's in the in the can. Yeah, all he does is fall down the hill at that point. You know. Yeah, if
1: I fall down the hill and then I start spouting off right wing shit, it's really weird.
2: But Michael, why don't you why don't you do the rest of this show on your phone and just and just start right around your house and go go talk to your. <laughs> Go go talk to your neighbors and stuff. introduce yourself, all
0: drunk and let's let's put that <laughs> on the air. but but, no, but you know, looking at this situation, these players, and not only that, Theo and Jed are up at the same time as everybody else. yeah, so it is it is the whole party, man. it's everything.
2: yeah, it's every everything's on the line here, but it, that's but it, the, as evil owner, you have no incentive to sign anybody to an extension right now, especially because you know that whoever's up this year. Whoever's, up, whoever's contract is up this year, they ain't getting shit. You know what I mean? They are not getting shit there because there's too much uncertainty. And there's one thing that like the stock market hates. And if you look at the players, like a stock market, it's uncertainty. And like when there's irregularities in the system, people run for the hills and that's what's going to happen. And nobody wants to be the first one. Javi ins- himself included, like he came out and said, there's, this is no time to do an extension, you know, and he's talking for himself too, because if he's the first one to come in and take like $10 million a year, when you thought at one point that he was worth like 22, 23, 24, well then that's going to set the market for everybody else. And nobody is going to want to blink in this new environment because they've been waiting for this moment. They thought it was going to be the CBA and it happened a year earlier. So yeah. it's,
0: it's a mess right now. And I think it hurts the Cubs more than other teams because 2020 was going to be a prove it year. If the Cubs were not a good team and I'm not talking about 500 or, or you know, if they were not a competitive team, I believe you would have seen a lot of trades. I think that, that the idea would have been to get rid of a lot of guys, not just Bryant, but you almost have to start rebuilding because if that that's going to be it, like I said, when that core comes up together, you're not – how many are you going to be able to keep if you're giving one of these guys – Two, two you know, tops. Right. I mean, and 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 the problem is there's nobody – you traded everybody you had behind
2: him. You know, you traded your Glaber Torreses of the world, so you don't have, so you know, somebody to pull up and then move Javi to second. You don't have that guy. I mean, you know, uh, how how far away is Ed Howard? five, right. six years. So, you know, that's a whole other core that we're talking about, that they need to replenish their system to excite us again. But, you know, the the point is that that would be a bait and switch on the part of the Ricketts because they promised us competitive baseball year in, year out. Now, I know that you can't promise that because injuries happen, all sorts of shit happens where that is not possible. But the fact that, you know, they have seem to have really blown through this particular window without being able to – really shore up any sort of future that starts in 2 years i don't know man it's all it's all kind of looking bleak at this point unless um, some other team you know sucker buys which I don't you, you, think it, there's going to be any trades. I don't think there will be trades this year. There,
0: there's again there's there's a lot of questions as to what's going to happen and and there may be players in the system that will come up. We don't know just yet, but you're in a, it, it's it's a bad predicament because that would have been the, if the Cubs like I said didn't have a good 2020 if it was a normal season, that's when you could have traded guys and gotten maybe some real value out of them.
2: This would have been the year. Yeah.
0: Now, I don't know if anybody saw this story here. It was is really big in Chicago obviously, but uh the rooftops Yeah, There is no opening day at Wrigley. There will be no fans allowed during opening day. How's that? Wrigley will be empty, Wrigley Field, other than the players and employees. But we now get to this situation where the rooftops technically are allowed to open up. They're considered a restaurant slash bar type thing. It's not a sporting venue, even though you can watch sports from there. If you uh, were watching the very first... Place to open up was Wrigley View rooftops. And just to kind of give you a general idea of what was going on, originally the prices for opening day were $350 and games were going for $250. The Cubs Brewers opening day sold out immediately. The Cubs Brewers the next day, the Saturday, is going for $400 a seat. And then the next day the Sunday is going for $300 a seat. So I asked the the listeners, the viewers out there if, if if money wasn't an issue. Money wasn't an issue, how many people would go to a rooftop? Danny, would you go to a rooftop if somebody just gave you a ticket?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would go. I would go. I mean, I've been, I've been doing certain things. I mean, I would mask up, go in there. I probably wouldn't uh you know, I I wouldn't hang out with people too much. You know, I I know who I'd be there with. And I know who's been safe and who hasn't been safe in a way, right? Um, you know, and who's been, and, and, and I know who's been acting the fool. Cause you know, you're, you're all on Facebook and I see your pictures. So, uh, you know, at, at, at this point, you know, I, I would definitely go. I, th- I think I, I might even like sport an N95 at that one hmm. because, because I know a lot of people would be assholes and like not masking up and shit. And I would definitely stay outside. I probably wouldn't go inside at all. I wouldn't, uh, partake in any of the, uh, the free booze and food. If that is even, I'd do the booze because it kills Corona, but I would not do the food. Because I'm not eating at a buffet maybe ever again in my
1: life, which is really a sad thing. But I had good, I had a good run. I had a great <laughs> run. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, and you think about what a buffet is, you're I like, know. "Holy shit, what was I, I, I never, doing you know, was all I these doing?
2: years?" <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure I have some. I, there's, a, you know, I'm a survivor. Let's just put it that way. I've, I've, I've spent many a night, you know, s- sleeping sitting up like the Elephant Man, so I don't die from acid reflux, um, or. So you know that the elephant man had to sleep sitting up. That's a little aside. If you've ever seen the movie, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't
1: know. Right. How about you, Michael? Would you go? Would you go to the, the rooftop? No, I would not go because I have had to deal with people. Uh, you know, I went, went down to the quad cities, had to help my sister move some shit, uh, this weekend, um, I was fully masked the whole time. My sister, my family was, but literally no one else. And that's the issue. It's like, if I knew everyone who was going, I mean, obviously these rooftops are going to be at like whatever, 25% capacity. And my company, like say I owned a company and I could fucking drop, you know, Ten grand on these tickets, and the only people that went were people from my company, and I could mandate that they have masks, or we throw them off the fucking roof. Then <laughs> I would go, I would do that. But the problem is, these tickets are going to anybody that with four hundred dollars, <laughs> anybody that happens to have four hundred dollars. And hey, let's face it, people, it's these rich assholes who are acting like the fucking world is fine. So. You know you're going to end up on there with a bunch of assholes who are going to be giving you the side eye and all this shit. So even if everything's fine, then it's not even fun because you get all the side It's not fun because yeah. you're just dealing with these fucking dipshits around you, which you know it's, now it, that's a lot of generally though. why I don't go out in public.
0: <laughs> now I've been to the rooftops and the rooftops again. Like you know, when, when it's not real something that you take that serious. Like you got your scorecard and your pencil and shit. Most of the time when you go to the rooftops, you know, you can't see anything once it goes past like mid feet, like the center field, like midway through the outfield. Like you cannot, see- like, if you're looking at our background right here, like you can't see anything like 15 to 20 yards from the warning tra- or f- 15 yeah, to 25 just, feet from
1: the warning track. That's the- because I'm right there. <laughs> it, it's my face instead. They're, they are charging obstructed <laughs> view. I mean, that's an
2: obstructed view. You know, in the, view, in, the, yeah. in the Wrigley view, it's an obstructed view and they're charging as much as it would cost to go sit in the 1914 club and have like prime rib and the buffet, the, the, the Corona buffet. And, uh, but, but top shelf liquor, a bar, air conditioning TVs, like, y- you know, tables to sit at all you can drink, all you can eat two hours before, that, and, and a front row seat to the baseball game. No. You, know, you could have that or you could have obstructive view for the same
0: price during a pandemic. Are you kidding me again? Are though, you kidding me again? How many people are desperate for baseball and to watch cup baseball? I've been to opening day every day since 2000. And it's really, I don't know what's going to happen with me if I'm going to be there or not. Um, I would seriously take the same kind of considerations as Danny is to be really safe, try to avoid drinking too much, that type of stuff where I've been to a lot it, basically a corporate party, like some corporation buys it out and invites people. Yeah. Like um, I said, so we could right. throw people off. Right. And so when you go to those corporate things though, there's sometimes people go that aren't even cub fans or they're just there to be there. Cause they know there's free drink and free food. And the food is really good to be honest with you. Uh, and so, you know, when I've been there in the past, you know, it, it's, I do definitely took advantage of the free booze and the free food. And I did stay the. but most people, like we'll go downstairs. Cause they do have the air conditioning inside the bar and like nice setups and places to sit and shoot the shit. And the windows right there, you kind of overlook Wrigley, but I would hope that again, it would be a limited capacity. So maybe like 70 people there. And then if you think about those 70, like at least 40, aren't going to go on top of the roof cause they're not going to give a shit. So it's not, you know, I'm hoping that it's more spread out and, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can get up there. And if I do, Maybe I'll come in on Streamyard and shoot the show with you guys yeah, for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that might
2: you, be with, uh, that might be the only way people can see the game. You might get a cease and desist mid game from the Tom Ricketts because they they're on to you, man. Like they yeah, know. No, you. That's the thing is you, 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 know, you can't and, hide, and Crawley. No. Craw,
1: <laughs> Crawley just actually pointed something out to me that uh, I hadn't even I wasn't even really thinking about when I was answering that question is that it would be opening day. And I know that opening day is very exciting. I mean, probably you say you've been going for 20 years. And if I'd been going for 20 years, I think I would really want to go as well, but I've never been to an opening day. And the way that I am now, I'm like, I don't fucking want to go to an opening day. Like opening day scares me away from a ballpark in a good year.
2: Oh my God. Oh, I- Oh oh, my god, I cut my balls! Is what I sounded like when I cut my balls shaving. Hey, men, start taking notes because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past because of the manscaped lawnmower 3.0, which has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Now, this is their third generation trimmer and it features advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Now, the Manscaped Engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new Improved lawnmower Mower 3.0, so when I tell you this is a premium, I mean it's a premium. The battery's going to last 90 minutes, so you can shave your balls for 90 minutes, and that's an hour and a half of ball shaving. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too, because who wants to shave not in the shower, right? So uh, one of the coolest features is an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. And let's not forget about the charging stand, so show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock. Powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pictures, so I could see the smoothness for myself. And they aren't kidding; those are some smooth ass balls. So you need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Armchair at Manscaped.com, and your balls are gonna thank you. You get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair, dammit, and your balls are going to thank you. Ah, you thought you were going to go back to the show, but instead we're going to talk about bet online. Because sports are coming back. Baseball's coming back. So here's your chance to bet on sports with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. You got UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, EPL. They're all going on. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You want more? Well, their betonline.ag has more. Simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, UFC. They're happening every day for you to watch. You can wager. And MLB is coming back. NBA is coming back. NFL is coming back. And betonline.ag has futures odds on everything you can imagine. You got season win totals, division odds, championship odds, just make sure to visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to join now. You're going to receive a free welcome bonus. Now back to the Sunranto Show, betonline.ag. Yeah, opening day day at Wrigley is a total shit show. And Crawley's usually a huge part of that shit show. In fact, like,
1: (laughs) I I don't know. Crawley was the guy pissing in those cups in 2015.
2: Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, oh my God, that was the, that was the, remember, uh, you were no bathroom. That that was a no no bathroom year. Crawley was there. So was I. And, And luckily that, you know, I knew some secrets of Wrigley. Secrets of Wrigley, secrets, secrets. I knew some secrets of Wrigley where you could leave the ballpark and then come back in. Like I, I knew where to leave. And I think it was a smoking situation where they would just stamp your hand. You had 10 minutes. And then I would went and peed in the alley that day. Well, all those poor, sor- sorry,
1: suckers were in there waiting in line, pissing their pants. But like oh, Danny was the only Chicagoan out there peeing in the alley that night. Yeah. No
2: Story time with Crawley,
1: with Crawley, with Crawley.
2: You're gonna tell us what happened that night, aren't you?
1: <laughs> Wait a second. What the fuck just happened there? Crawley Not, Crawley did it so Danny's drop. in the middle of telling I like I was getting all excited. Danny's like, I'm in an alley, my penis is in my hand, and then all of a sudden it cuts out and it goes to fucking Crawley's story time. I was into Danny's story. Danny, finish your story. It's Danny's story time.
2: Uh, well, no, that's that was pretty much it. I was in the alley with my penis in my hand, and then I blacked out.
0: <laughs> and
1: I, I don't remember and then,
2: anything after that.
1: Then and, I blacked well, out. And, no, it's and a shit four show. Four years later, I
2: wrote a song. Shit, o- opening day. Yeah, I did. I did write a song. because uh, <laughs> I had B. No, no I, I, I don't have it queued up right now. But there is a song. Um, but, uh, no, that it was a shit show. I saw those lines. I saw people very angrily leaving the ballpark that evening. Cubs lost, by the way. Three zip to the Cardinals, I think, was the final. Then we got shut out. It was not a good night, but a lot of opening days are the biggest shit show of the year. Like, it Let is me national tell you Cubs, okay. Drunk Cubs
0: fan day. I, I do not. People ask me about my birthday. What'd you do for your birthday? Tell you the truth. I keep my birthday low key. Like my wife wanted me to throw with me a 30th birthday back in the day. I don't give a shit about my birthday. Okay? <laughs> and and, and Crawley's like, I'm 44. Right. No, but I really don't <laughs> give a shit about my birthday. The two days for me, th- the most fun where I'm just going to fucking lose my shit and fucking hang and party and just get ape, ape shit crazy is opening day and CubsCon. Those are the two times where I just love to fucking just go nuts. And so last year, opening day, 2019, I start drinking at 7 a.m. And I want to say that uh, Danny is uh, the Bleacher Bum Band is playing at G-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so the Cubs are just, you know, I think, I believe they won. And it was a lot of fun. And and I'm just, I'm fucking just rolling wasted. And so I'm all excited. I'm going to see my buddy, Danny, at g G-Man. And I, I walk in. And as I walk in, in a in a booth, are Vince Vaughn, Jeff Garland, and Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. I am absolutely hammered. Wait, hold just,
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on. To be fair, only Tom Morello is in Rage Against the Machine. The way that you said that I, made okay. me think Rage Against the Machine really sucked. The actor Vince Vaughn, <laughs> the
0: actor Jeff Garland, and guitarist from Rage, Tom Morello are in a booth. And now so I literally... literally see- yeah, I, you,
2: were, you were you were definitely hearing the drums echoing. I was in, yeah, the Yeah,
1: I was house, just yeah. wondering. I'm like, there's only there's only two days. He said that he gets really going, and I was like, I know one.
0: <laughs>
1: so that
0: we, I'm sitting there, and I I get into the booth, and I'm and 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 Vince Vaughn wants to punch me. Jeff Garland's putting up with me. Tom Morello's <laughs> being real nice, and I'm trying to convince him to get on stage with Danny and play guitar, and. Then I go in the back and Danny's playing and I'm doing my little drunk dance and shit. And I see Corey Finner. And I think John Pincus might've been, was it John? John's on here. I think it was John was there too. And I'm wasted. And I see John and I see, uh, I, I see Pincus and I see Carl. I'm like, Oh, guys, we got to get a picture. Cause I always got to get pictures.
1: you are going to say you're going to do a stage dive. Yeah.
0: No, no, <laughs> I, we got to get a picture. And so I sit there and I take my phone and I hand it to this guy. I'm like, dude, fucking take and the parent gives my phone back. And as uh, you do realize that that was uh, Jim McMahon, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He gave your phone to to take our picture. I'm like, no, I had no fucking clue. Oh,
2: man. the, the Your uh, internet connection uh, cut out at the punchline. Uh, hopefully, people caught that because what Crawley said was who he had given his phone to take a picture was. Jim McMahon, who was there watching the beach bleacher ble- bum band that evening, it was it was freaking hilarious. And who's who told you? Was it Corey? Fin- was it cory Fineran that told you? It was
0: Pinkus or Co- I think Pinkus told. No, I think it was Corey that told me. I don't know if Pinkus knew, but I was wasted, and Jim McMahon has like a shaved head now, and I wasn't really paying attention. He just looked like your average drunk in uh, Wrigleyville. So I just yeah. handed it to him, and I didn't think if I knew it was Jim McMahon, I would have gotten a picture with Jim McMahon.
1: But right, he I, wasn't I, we- I he wasn't wearing his sunglasses. And Roselle, the, the Roselle, Roselle headband, headband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome if Jim McMahon still walked around wearing Roselle headbands. <laughs> People <are> like who? <laughs> Roselle, Illinois. That's
2: actually a a, a suburb. <laughs> um, well, and for there... the
0: record, John Pincus had no idea who it was. It was it was Corey. Mm-hmm. You yeah. had to point it out to us that I drunkenly handed my phone to Jim McMahon and rudely asked him to take my picture. Well, you, also-
1: you know Jim McMahon probably loved it though because he was probably like this fucking asshole like has no idea who I am and that's great. Yeah. And, I, I, I was deal- I wasn't
0: jumping at his table like I was with the celebrities
1: <laughs> I recognized. <laughs> Yeah, like Jeff Garland. Like what Jeff are you Garland. doing in my chair? With with the the worst lineup of Rage Against the Machine that I've ever heard in my yeah. life. So, yeah. <laughs> we get, yeah,
2: we got we got rid of uh, the, who, who's the lead singer of Against uh, Rage Taylor Zach De La Roche. yeah, we got rid of Zach De La Roche. And we're going with Jeff Garland.
0: Now I know <laughs> I, 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 I do know though it's Vaughn is on tambourine. I did not see John Baker there, but I know that we saw him recently at Wrigley, correct? Oh, my God. Dude, first of all, John Baker just gets more and more legendary as
2: time goes on. Does he not? Like, dude, check out this picture uh, that that the Cubs tweeted out. So they had him um, umpiring in one of the games the other day. They didn't have an extra chest protector. So he took a couch cushion from the clubhouse, I guess. And just put some electrical tape or that's not electric. It looks like uh training tape, tape yeah. training tape around it. And uh, like, he's wearing like, like cool boy, tight jeans and stuff. Like, you know, he's not even out there in a uniform. He just got a black t-shirt on and, uh, and uh, jeans. And he's out there in, I guess, catcher's gear. And he's legendarily is using a couch cushion and
0: okay.
2: an umpire's,
1: uh chest protector, Um, so so I've recently moved and I shit you not, I fucking swear to God, that is the cushion from the chair that I put by the side of the street. (laughs) I, I reached out to him on Twitter. I asked, I was like, did you fucking cruise by and just grab the shit from my street? Like, I don't know what's going on because that is exactly what that was. Uh, it looked good, but yeah, that, that was legendary. And we were weird. I texted with him that night.
2: You know, I was like, dude, that was an incredible performance. I'm like <laughs> going out there with the, uh, the mask. He was wearing a mask too. And he had a, that couch cushion. I'm like, that was just so good. And I, and I heard from him the next day. Then he goes, he goes, apparently and they were keeping track that he did as well as an average MLB
1: umpire. And so yeah. he's, yeah, because an average MLB umpire, is 80 fucking years old <laughs> and they well, need to be fired and fucking somebody younger, preferably women with good eyes can fucking do
2: this job. He, God had ne- damn it. He, had ne- he had never done it before. And he said the, the hardest thing about it was, wow. uh, you know, just the focus that you have to have. And I, and I think that's true when you think about what an umpire, especially a home plate umpire has to do or really anything umpires, Um, Michael's off to throw up. I think
0: (laughs) he's 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 putting his frock on. He's getting ready for the, for the confessions.
2: Oh yeah. He's got to put out his priest robe, but
0: he has to put on his robe, his frock and everything.
2: But umpiring is really not a fun job. If you think about it, you know, playing the game is a lot more fun. I thought that I would enjoy umpiring in high school as a, uh, summer job. I did not, you know, I'm like, Oh, I love baseball. I love being an umpire. You don't. You just got no. parents yelling at you. You're not playing. You're just, everybody's mad at you the whole time. It's, it,
0: it, the, I, I, I got a new appreciation for umpires when you would watch Pitching Ninja and that you slow things down. You see the angle of the break of the ball. I guess that's like a fucking impossible job. It's
2: but, but not no, something you, I would envy. But you, you see, uh, John Baker tweeted out, and I don't have his tweet right in front of me, but now he's been a pitcher, a catcher, a coach, and an umpire at, and a guitar player at Wrigley Fields. Because if you remember that game that was called on account of the field not being ready after a freak rain delay, that only was like a 17 or 18. 18- it was a
0: microburst.
2: Microburst made the field unplayable. They could not clean it up. It wasn't enough diamond dry in the world to make that game happen. And Baker went inside and got his uh, his guitar and started playing in the dugout, which is it's, was a very giffable and uh, gifable and memorable moment. So, anyhow, sinners, Juan Baker, Baker's a legend. So why don't why don't we, Michael? You got you got your beer going on. Uh, so why don't we um, we play your little uh, your song? And I, I know you get hot every time you hear a certain part of this song. So here you go. Get on your knees and repent. It's time for Confessions with Pastor Michael
1: Cotton. Oh, yeah. On your knees, bitches. So, you know, I I have to say, Danny, uh, this show is a lot harder to do when people can see me because... Like, when you and Lyle used to get on a roll, I could just fucking pull and just go grab a beer, take a piss, maybe say something to my wife, fucking come back, jump right back into the conversation. Nobody knew it. And now I actually have to, like, delete myself from the fucking pictures. Everybody knows that your bladder is weak.
2: Everybody knows what a drunk you are. and uh, Everybody uh, everybody
1: knows.
2: But you're going to get away with it because you're so damn handsome.
1: Goddamn right. That is... God damn right. Okay. So,
2: do, do we have some confessions?
1: We do. Let me bring them up here. I will. I will play the confessions organ. Right. Okay. So, we are going to start today with uh, longtime rancher Dan Nielsen. Oh. So, Dan writes confession. I accidentally purchased a hoary cow Fukadomi shirt.
2: Accidentally she, my yeah, ass. Yeah. yeah.
1: Saw the back that had Fukadomi and his number. Purchased it thinking no it was shirt. No, I, not you gotta give this
2: guy extra penance because he knew that it was a hoary cow shirt and he, he knew. Got it. No who buys a shirt based on the back? They buy it based on the front. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Right, and so he he continues. I got home and saw the front, never wore it, and hid it under the couch cushions of some Cardinal fan friends, and never did hear if they found it.
2: All right. So extra right. he's he's lying too. Put some lying on top
1: of it. Yeah, so so Danny has already pointed out the first part of this fucking sin is that he's lying. Like he, he's lying now. What I will say is that there is a definite possibility that Dan Nielsen was drunk. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: if he's drunk, do not fault people for in this church. No, no, no. It's possible he was drunk. And if he was drunk, Hori cow maybe seemed a little bit different. But I will say, like, if this was truly an accident, then really, there's no sin. He says he's never worn it, but Danny, I have another issue with this confession. He gave Cardinals fans a fucking Cubs t-shirt. That is embarrassing. Yeah, that's embarrassing. You left a shirt for the superior team for someone else to wear and And ridicule us with. (laughs) And or yeah. ridiculous. So with. every time we're like, Missouri's
2: racist, St. Louis racist, you know, and we can't, we can't take the high road on this at all.
1: Yep. There's a couple of uh, Cardinals fans out there and they're like, you'll never believe what I found under yeah. the couch cushions at my house.
0: Yeah. The most I-
1: racist Cub shirt that ever existed. <laughs>
0: exactly. So again, I I bought the shirt. I have it. No, I've never either. worn it. Well, then this I- goes for you. I, oh, I, I thought did, you were jumping and you did buy it. I did buy it. I bought it. I oh, have it it's in my house. Damn it. I've never worn it once. I just knew it was not going to be on sale for two days. So I'm like, this is like a historical piece. I got to grab it. So I grabbed it. It's you're, been hidden in my closet. Uh,
1: you're, you're, but, the, you're the you're asshole with like an entire closet of fucking Nazi uniforms, right? You're like, I never, never wore not. them. I just, <laughs> no, they're like part of history. So <laughs> I thought I'd do it. They're a part.
0: I, I have uh, <laughs> a Cork Company. I got all the shirts from like we, all the in cre- in Dusty, we trusty. Uh, well, that one at least wasn't racist. Just, just um, give me my penance. So,
2: <laughs> Crawley, save it. We will. You got a lot of work to do. We'll have you doing uh, uh you know, the, the holy cows and and all that stuff in the yeah. off season is what yeah. we'll, we'll save your penance for when you. have so,
1: time. so oh, Dan, all right. I I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna assume that you were drunk. And just being a hoser so you need to go out and get yourself some hosiery beads and you need to watch Strange Brew and self-flagellate with your hosiery beads each time you hear them say hoser alright oh, wow. so that's your penance uh, you, you'll actually thank me for it because fucking Strange Brew is a great movie yeah but make sure make sure you're whipping yourself hard with those three yeah, beads
2: and make sure you you video it because that that
1: shit makes me hot <laughs> no, nothing like beads and Dan Nielsen to get Danny hot That's <laughs> my thing all right uh, cup fashion number two we have Mike mock Mike mock writes. I was extremely in favor of reading Javi for Tyson Ross after the <laughs> Cubs got Russell. I was so wrong. He means, he means trading, right? <laughs>
0: Traded,
1: yep. Yeah, right. He said reading Javi. Yeah, we all know it. it was trading. Now, if if I remember Tyson Ross was a member of the Padres and Mike Mock lives in San Diego, correct? Yeah, that
2: maybe that's why he was in favor, so he could see Javi more with his own eyes. Yeah. Which is a, as as a sin
1: of what, hubris, of uh, selfishness? Right, selfishness. Oh, I mean, part of it is just plain stupidity. Now, uh, I will say, in Mike's defense, Lyle and I both, on this very podcast, talked about they should trade Javi. I mean, it, 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 there were times when we thought that was a good idea. We have already, we have already, Lyle and I have both admitted apologized, it. admitted it, and wanted to, but Mike's doing it for the first time now. So Mike just has to do what we do at every Cubs game. When Javi does something good, you have to perform the Javi Nagila. Javi um, Nagila, yeah. Javi, Nagila, Javi, Nagila. He hit the ball. So whatever, like whatever he does, he hit the ball, he threw the ball, he got the out, right? It's really easy. Here's the key. You can you have to do it even if you're watching it on TV, you're in a bar, you're anywhere, you fucking see Javi do something good, you break into the song. And when people ask you why, do not tell them. okay you got another one okay last one here on Cub Fessions this comes from our pal uh, Chris Salato this is this is going to be a beautiful graphic and I'm sorry for all the podcast listeners who can't see this but here it comes in junior high as a lifelong Cubs fan I owned and proudly wore these white socks, short overalls because I thought they were cool. Oh yeah. People, there is a picture here of starter short overall. So they're, they're black with white stripes. They have the white socks logo on the chest on the little pocket thing. And not only are they shorts, but they're like little white cuffs on them too. Like like the cuffs
2: really make it like remember like, because people used to roll their shorts to, so that you had a little, uh, what do they call that Uh, a hem or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So they roll their shorts, your cutoff shorts and you roll them up the, and then they started making them so that they were like kind of (laughs) pre-rolled like that's they had cuffs, they had these white cuffs on them. And I mean, Rompers right. uh, that I believe Bill Sugas is writing, and those are called rompers. <laughs> and, and by the way, it, like, people don't know this overalls used to be kind of cool, now, like it, late right? 90s, this is early late
1: 80s, thing. early 90s. Yeah, this was a thing. Now, Crawley and Danny. Oh, Danny's and to actually having them. I never had the short uh i i had the uh i had the san jose shark puffy jacket oh jesus i had a fucking san jose shark t-shirt i will say god damn we are lame uh so but how much do you guys want to bet We, we will find out chris you need to you need to write in this may be another confession you only wore one of those fucking straps over your shoulder, didn't you? Yeah, he did. And the oh, other one yeah, like, <laughs> tied off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the well,
2: thing back then. All you youngsters out there, just know that uh, we had it going on back in our day with our one strap on the overall because, you know, like, what is that all about? You know, like, what is the point of that? Like, I, it was New Kids on the Block did it. That's why people started doing it, I think. And all those, like, um, it was
1: like – what is that called? House music. Yeah. Oh, I. You know what? I will tell you. The the guys that wore those were ridiculous. We all like anybody wore them looked ridiculous. They were ridiculous. Now the girls, on the other hand, looked great. Yeah. Oh it, my it, God! It's, it, it's it's it still haunts my dreams sometimes. It, now I got a
2: little cub fashion. It's about uh, overalls. Is that I worked at the Gap. Uh, in new york city as <laughs> as as they did on 70 86 uh, i almost brought, spit out my beer right there yeah, i know because you can't even picture a guy like doing. <laughs> can you imagine what kind of gap employee i was because you were
1: so goddamn pretty when you were
2: younger danny i was i was a, i was a pretty little boy and and so what i did was i i didn't like any of the gap clothes though so i i you know, the khakis and like the polo shirts and stuff was the men's clothing. Danny was unaware of what
1: gap meant when he went for the job. And then he's like, oh, this is going to be be a lot easier. It was it was my school was on (laughs) 72nd. I lived on
2: 91st. The gap was on 86th. It made sense. They were hiring. I went in there. (laughs) They're Gap. I knew it was going to be exactly. I knew it was going to be temporary. So they said, you've got to wear gap clothing to work here. And well, while you're working, so they make you buy the clothes. And I was like, well, I don't want any of this fucking crap. So, in fact, I was like against the gap. And so what I did was oh, I, bought, I love being against the gap, Danny. I bought oh, I bought overalls that were from the women's section. They were women's coder corduroy brown overalls. I looked like freaking Teddy Ruxpin in these shits. And I wore. Those overalls, every single time I worked at the gap, which was like four days a week, like I didn't wash them. They had like, you know, hot dog mustard on them, and you know, and everything. I just go to the work at the gap. And they, they had to have a talking to me eventually about uh you know that I was doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, like just I was not it, in the just spirit
1: of what they meant. I know exactly which Overalls, you're talking about those brown corduroy overalls that yep. women used to wear. I'm telling you, I've never been more attracted to See, you. See, uh, I right I, now. Michael,
0: Michael, what is Chris's penance for those right. socks? Overalls? Yeah.
1: What's my penance for turning <laughs> you on? In my brain, your penance is that you're turning me on, Danny. You have to live with the knowledge that my mind is going nuts right now. Woo. Yeah, right, inside. Uh, what you got to do. So, uh, person, all right, Chris, for the white socks, overall shorts, you must participate in the socks. of unholy communion, dip a white sock in a beer, suck the beer out of that sock <laughs> and repeat until that beer is gone. And you will be absolved of all sins and fun. But you will still be the ridicule of all of, of us. Yeah, all, all of our ranters. Yeah,
2: yeah, can you can you show that again? I need to look at that again
1: because that was
2: oh, just um. I'll yeah, I'll bring it back at, up. Yeah, there, there it is. Look at those whites. Look at the three buttons. There's three buttons on either side. Oh and yes. Kind of comes up. I mean, if you were a woman wearing these, your boobs would come out the side.
1: No, the, doubt. No, the, the boobs are up top. They're wearing like a, a tube top or a or a cutoff fucking tank top on that shit. And then those three buttons, if they were unbuttoned, you could almost but not see like Down the them. lower, oh, yeah. like it goes low enough to give you the idea. And remember, folks, this sounds super fucking creepy because I'm 44. But when I was 13, I was losing my goddamn mind.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, that everybody's got their thing. And that's when your brain
2: breaks sexually at age 13, 14, I believe, is when it happens.
1: It really? So, does. Uh, I've so been you- in therapy for many years, and we focus mainly on overalls. <laughs> I can
0: find them on eBay. I was hoping to find a Cubs pair of overalls. I was going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> we should get,
2: get some goddamn overalls. Yeah, can we can we auction those off for John Baker Day? Like, like, how much I'm would not, you pay to see John Baker in overalls that look like that? Should oh, my you,
1: God. you have a I'll, camel toe? Honest to God, John Baker, uh, California boy, a little younger than us, right? So he would have hit the end of it. Almost guarantee you he wore those.
0: A little <laughs> fancy boy. Let me see. Uh, One
1: thing I can find like her. Fucking, he was like eight, nine years old. He's got pictures of himself wearing a pair of like overall shorts.
0: It says yeah. vintage '90 starters Cubs shorts, and they're 115. I don't oh know. Oh my god! No, it's not. Damn. Like
2: One more interruption, people. This is the ad-filled version of the Sun Ranto Show, and it's a total waste of your time. What you should be doing is subscribing to the ad-free podcast feed at patreon.com sunranto. patreo dot sunranto. For a dollar a month, $12 a year, which is basically the equivalent of buying us one beer to split... Between everybody that does this podcast, per year, twelve bucks a year, a dollar a month. I will repeat how cheap that is. You can support this podcast and listen to it completely and utterly ad free, and be part of a community of Cubs fans who support the Sunranto Show. There's all different levels. There's perks at all the different levels that you can get. Five dollars gets you every single song I release before everybody else gets it. Even demos of stuff I'm thinking of putting out or I'm working on, you get, Uh, you know, there's $10 level there's I mean, I know that times are tough for people, but you know what, they're also tough for for me (laughs) and 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 other podcasters around. So, you know, uh, just support us in that way means a lot to me. Means a lot to uh to well, I guess it means a lot to Crawley, even though he has a job at Michael Cotton, well geez, he's his wife supports his ass so like but seriously. <laughs> I mean equipment, keeping our website up, you can support us. Patreon.com slash You'll never have to hear me beg you again to join us because you'll be supporting us already. You get your own RSS feed, you put it into any podcatcher. And then from there on in, you're good. Like you know, it just works great. So, um, yeah, support us, please. Patreon.com/sunranto. Now back to the show. Let's bring it home. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. This is an ad-supported version from our partners at Bet Online and Manscaped, of which you will hear commercials throughout this broadcast. If you would prefer to hear a commercial-free version of the Sunranto show. Every time the Sunranto show is released, well then you go to patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You'll never hear another commercial again. Okay? So uh, check that out and uh, here's the show.
1: TFCs, well, yeah. Somebody, let's, somebody let's, sew a C on some shorts and cut the legs off, or on some overalls and cut some legs off. Well, of
2: we can maybe single handedly bring overalls back on this show, and, and I, I think that should be one of our goals. Being that the baseball is too weird to deal with, <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just deal with overalls from now on. Okay, yeah. Let's TFC out. Um, I've got a a ton of them like usual. So if if you mind, I, I'll go first with this one. Um. <laughs> I technically
1: show- only have two, but one of them has like three parts. So
2: let me show you a picture. Bleacher Jeff, God bless him. He put out this last year. He made some Bleacher Bum Band t shirts and he put them up on the BleacherBum.band website. And he's selling these for 20, 30 bucks, you know. And then what happened was just the other day, our good friends at Sports World came out with these which are exactly
1: our shirts, <laughs> except for they make the money and we don't. And well, they, uh, to be fair, Danny, I don't know. Thing. Oh, I, I was going to say, I don't know if you know this, but the lead designer from the Washington Nationals, uh, they now design for Sports World. And they're basic, oh, okay.
2: basically, and, you and, know, they stole the Walgreens,
1: movie. and now they stole your thing.
2: So, yeah, so this is the exact same thing. So I, I tweeted them, and I was like, I'm all right, I'm pissed but I'm going to be generous here. And I go great design. We did it too. Can we sell our shirts in your store? Knowing full well, they're going to say no. And they're like, no, we unfortunately, these aren't the best sellers that we have. And I'm like, I just got the email that said they are your newest item. And it's proven by this newest items. And I was like, Oh, you fucking asshole. So the TFC is really, um, all of us really me, them, we're all TFCs.
1: Jeff, no, they're all they're these fucking cubes are stealing your shit. That's what the TFC is. I mean, it's a vintage shirt that Jeff ripped
2: off, and then Jeff was like, "Hey, you didn't even do the same font." To me, it looks the same. I don't fucking know, but what I'm saying is that you know, I I like their sale rack. That's all. I'm gonna, TFC, I'm gonna
0: Dan Nielsen. So. <laughs> Michael Cotton writes: Seventeen years ago, I married the love of my life. She is my favorite person. My life has been better every day because she is in it. Dan Nielsen writes: Old man Dan, happy anniversary to you and your cousin.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was that was so good, but uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I was res- I responded to him with, uh, "LOL, you're such a dick." And then he re- he responded, usually people that marry their cousin just say, roll tide. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. So there, there was extra going on with that one that, that I, I have to say, though, uh, Dan Nielsen just fucking rolling in there with the uh, with the cousin remark on such a fucking heartfelt, wonderful, beautiful expression of my love for my cousin it doesn't matter.
2: See, it just slips out again. God, oh,
1: I and I really, I mean, I'm I'm a little upset. I mean, I have to say, I'm on the fence about whether or not he could have worked a fence reference in.
2: Yeah, make make sure you don't get on your
1: own fence though, because you don't have good luck with that. <laughs> Michael, um, what do you got for a TFC? Oh, I got to bring up the pictures here. All right, my first TFC, uh, Jordan Bastion. Um, MLB Ashton (laughs) on Twitter talking about the Cubs in their interleague game or inter-squad game. Cubs batters have struck out 16 times in 34 trips to the plate tonight, but Cubs pitchers have struck out 16 of 34 batters faced. Yeah, so we're all supposed to get real, real fucking excited about that.
2: Yeah, it was kind of interesting, you know. I, I mentioned earlier in the show, John Lester, you know, having a good outing. Good, I mean, whatever you consider an outing. What's interesting to me, and I, and unfortunately, I wasn't not, not able to see it, but I was able to see Clayton Kershaw's teammates face him last night, and he got taken deep by a rook when Ooh. I when I was watching, and I would never even heard of this guy, and he got taken deep, and I was like, that's pretty interesting. You you know that you got this. All the Cubs hitters have seen the hell out of John Lester. And if they're striking out against him, that seems weird. Like you'd think they would have seen him enough to know what he's going to try to do to him.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the very least, they are defending behind him and they need to understand what's coming at what point, like what his tendencies are so that they can defensively be prepared for the ball. Where did that go when they were up when there? When they were up there, it,
2: I, I, you know, I, I would think it would all be advantage hitters, but you know, cause you know what, every, that's what it seems to be in the CPBL, the Chinese professional baseball league, because it's four teams and they play each other all year long and they see all these pitchers and they know what they're going to try to do to them. Oh, and the by the way, end up like 15 to 13 because of it, by the way, brothers for life, baby. I know. What? I see Life the brothers. Long brothers First fan right brothers. here. Woo! Yeah, brothers. You called it right. You called it right. We, we, who'd you pick? The Guardians? I think, Carl, you had the I, Guardians. I the
0: Guardians, yeah.
2: Yeah, they're in last place, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just,
1: typical. I'm compass. used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> I went for the elephantitis, baby. They got so big this, balls. This TFC is a three-parter. Uh, this
2: one, I, I just kind of was confused. All of a sudden, I see Rick Sutcliffe retweeting John Shambi. Shambi and, um, and Ryan Dempster's involved. Uh, he says, game on. And John Shambi seems to be retweeting something about Rick Sutcliffe and Ryan Dempster saying, challenge accepted. Taste tasting at a bakery of your choice, Boog Chiambi, you and me, LFG. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with it? I mean, this is a confusing kind of uh, interchange here, right? And then so I, I click on the link, and I'm like, well, what was – shambi tweeting well he was tweeting rick Sutcliffe's wikipedia and it i read it i'm like a right-hander Sutcliffe, three-time all-star and then it goes down and says he is also the foremost expert on carrot cake (laughs) once quoted as saying no one knows more about carrot
1: cake than me is this is this like somebody making fun of him being a carrot top I think so. I think it is. Is that to how deep this joke is going? I, it, does, well, unless, it does.
0: Unless somebody, unless Sutcliffe really said that and someone actually went and edited his Wikipedia page.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe somebody who watches more Marquee can fill me in. <laughs> because I, this didn't make the, the cut of uh, Twitter. I, I think it's an inner office joke because then Taylor McGregor writes, <laughs> Let's broadcast this at Watch Marquee. Who says <laughs> which, no?
1: Which, and so, who says no? Marquee. Marquee but, says they, no they, they, to they, they, anything anybody wants to watch. I'm like, at this point, <laughs> I definitely would watch Ryan Dempster
2: and Rick Sutcliffe sitting there. Comparing their notes on the carrot cakes that they enjoyed, but they won't even show us that. So, um, and but I did see Ryan Dempster the other day, and there he is getting the coronavirus with no mask on uh the um on over on Ballhawk Corner talking oh, to a he's
1: friend. out riding his bike, fucking breathing heavy. Yeah,
2: talking to a friend of ours who just got back from a hot spot in Arizona. So uh good luck, Cubs. <laughs> good luck with the good luck with all that.
0: I got this from infield fly girl, uh, the brewers joined the cutout crew claim your seat today. We talked about this earlier where you could get your picture and they'd put it on a seat for $50. All right. Secure yours today. Not only that, but you could also, they will take a picture of your cutout at Euchre seat, which is like at the very top behind like home plate kind of, it's like the furthest seat from home plate and Carl J writes $50. I get you want to make some money but I rarely spend $50 t- on tickets for my real self. So I you know when it comes to Brewers fans they're just used to getting the tickets for free of the gas station. Oh my so. god, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh you know uh I was listening to uh Cup of Company Blue and they were advocating for Cubs fans to send in their pictures and try I- to like fill Miller Park. With all Cubs fans.
0: I actually looked into doing that when, cause I get the emails. So like when you go to different ballparks, you get the emails. So I get the Reds, the Marlins, I get everybody's sure. shit. And so I got the, I, I got the brewers, but I looked up the fine print and, and they have final say over the photo.
1: Well, as, as they said on Cup of Cubby blue, ah. uh, they said, if we're the only ones that give them money, they got to do it, right? Like the fucking Brewers fans won't pay to even show up themselves. (laughs) So if won't pay for the $50 real seats, right? If they're like 40,000 Cubs fans are willing to pay 50 bucks, that would be hilarious. Yeah. I mean, just wonderful.
2: Well, exactly. And you know, why not, why not just do it? It's for charity. What the hell do they care? You know, and, and, Personally, I feel like, you know, I've never felt more like, like you said earlier in the show, I've, I'm not happy that Jordan Hicks opted out, you know, like it's, it's doesn't feel like a fair advantage. It feels like an asterisk season because of it. And like, so I, you know, why not just let us all fill each other's ballpark with stupid
0: cutouts? Oh, started, God, Danny,
1: turn really, me on. The, why but, not let us all fill each other's ballparks? Exactly. Come <laughs> In overalls. Michael, uh, you got a TFC. Uh, well, actually, hold on one one second. What Danny was saying, though, actually, it is for charity, right? You want to raise the most money for charity. It's They've for actually. Charity, so just let us do it. They've actually just stumbled on a great idea. Every time the opposing team is coming, reach out to that fan base do you want to fill our park with your family? Because yeah, it's one thing to get 40,000 Cubs fans to do it one time, but if you can get the Cubs fans to do it once and the Reds fans to do it once and the Cardinals and the Pirates, like everybody each does it one time. You're raising way more money for charity yeah.
2: and they'll show them on TV and they'll, you know, cut to them in the crowd. Like it's, it's really just a, a sham. Well, it, what's really sad to me is that they're not being inclusive that we're keeping up this bullshit you know mentality of uh you know rivalry it's like there is no rivalry this year it's like there's barely teams this year you know it's whoever doesn't get the rona the most is gonna win (laughs) you know that's what the, the orioles could win it if they keep stay rona free all right i got a tfc here um all right so Cubs Talk, NBC Sports Cubs, they tweeted out and they wanted to know who was your favorite Cubs player when you were 10 years old? Well, I quote tweeted them and I said, the Sarge, Gary Matthews. And somebody replied to me, Rafael Parra, his favorite player was Mark Grace. He was such his favorite player that he spelled his name with a C <laughs> instead of a K. He, You know, I guess he didn't get the memo of what his favorite player's name was spelled like. So,
1: right. You C-PFC. know who my favorite player is? My favorite player is Rhino. R-H-I-N-O-W. <laughs> Rhino. Rhino. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have uh, Denise Lounge. I mean, the DH would at least be more palatable if every proponent's argument for it on here didn't boil down to derp, 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 (laughs) derp, dingers, derp, right? (laughs) So that made me laugh. But then, you know, I got my, uh, you know, I got this guy coming in, old King Clancy. I like pitchers batting because pitchers driving in runs is the ultimate insult and I'm an asshole like that. So I'm oh. I'm on board with King Clancy. There yeah, we I'm go. I'm I'm following
2: Clancy right now.
1: Yeah. That's and my then uh, the final answer to this one was you bunch of marks replying, and he say stat heads, mouth breathing, some variation of pitchers making outs bad sluggers making hits and runs good. Like, they're living out the last chapter of Animal Farm, which I had to give it the fucking... That is championship-level trolling when you have to go back into literature to know what the fuck he's talking about. What what, what happened at the end of Animal Farm? The All animals take over? Yeah. But, no, well, no, that's what happens at the start of Animal Farm. But at the oh. end... The pigs fucking take over and they start running everything and ends with all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Yes. And I had to, I had to fucking go TFC because he went literary on it. So, so my guy
0: despio.com said, yeah, Phil Rogers, uh, he helped write Bud Selig's new book. So Phil Rogers says, just in from Harper's <laughs> College. He had to help him with the with all the big
1: words, anything over four letters.
0: It's Bud Seelig's For the Good of the Game in paperback. Has that new book smell. And Decipio.com says, yeah, it smells like something, all right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what's like interesting it. about Bud Seelig's book is uh, – if you get to the end and you're not satisfied, like like when you get to the end, it tells you who's going to like fucking be the home team in the World Series. Oh,
0: there you go. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're just going to you know, right right in the middle, they just fucking they bring in the DH for no reason whatsoever. This one sent in
2: by our friend Jose Orlando Mercado in Puerto Rico, and I, I guess this uh, Chapman, who we mentioned earlier, has uh, a case of the coronavirus. He is currently quarantined. And but he did uh, say something uh, on his on his way to quarantine. And it was this um, Barry McCockiner had this story. Um, <laughs>
1: wait, wait, what? It,
2: it, say it again. Uh, B- Barry, Barry McCockenor. Um, <laughs> OK, he, say it again. He was replying to <laughs> Center And uh, and what.
1: Uh, God damn it. I'm fucking 12 was years old right now. Was,
2: I'm going to beat this thing. Uh, You're ruining my joke, Michael He said, I'm going to beat this thing Chapman said
1: Barry McCockiner, I don't know what to fucking tell you (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's the guy's name on Twitter Barry McOchaner
2: (laughs) No, the joke is that a role this Chapman Was quoted as saying I'm going to beat this thing Referring to coronavirus But every woman in the area recoiled in fear For realizing he was talking about The virus (laughs) So, yeah, just a, a, a bad joke. To was, you, um every bad. a lot of bad things.
1: <laughs> so you're, you're never allowed to derail my TFCs again, Cotton. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you fucking you. You led with Barry McCockiner. I'm the only one that laughed at that thing. Like, how the I'm. Well, I was going somewhere with it. And and, <laughs> Crawley, and Crawley's over everything. Crawley's we, were just all, hey, with this show. we were all going somewhere with it. That's why our name is Barry McCockiner.
0: Moving on. Cubs talk (laughs) once again said, whose walk up song do you miss hearing the most? David at boost three, three, eight, three said, definitely not Ben Zobrist. (laughs) Seriously. I'm just glad I don't have to hear her shit herself anymore. Um, Danny, I'm, you and I were at the same game one time, I think, where it was like an extra inning game and they played that fucking song like seven times. Oh my god. Like everyone was like seriously gonna we booing it. No, <laughs> we were
1: like, eh, yeah, <laughs> we were screaming every time. Is that uh, when he changed to Benny and the Jets? No, it was, he had, he no, had a it was, bo- it was alive at the time. Uh, he, was, he was doing a live he, it he was like bo- eight
0: bo- times he had to hear it. It was like
1: oh, Yeah, but that but that's what I'm I saying. After right that, that game, song. didn't he didn't they then do the benny and the jets and then he had a little switch up with it yeah he would go every other
2: one eventually but you know you but i feel alive we heard way too much like in fact so much that people would cover their ears when it came on like people were done like i don't think juliana zobris gets the part where people really didn't like that song bill Suggs writes in ben is currently crying in his basement yeah well you you, you made some mistakes uh, I got a TFC. This was from today's statement from the Washington Redskins football team, which explained that they will be changing their racist name, which uh, from uh, Redskins uh, to something else. And uh, Old Man Muscles writes in. Uh, he says, "I like the Red Wolves name, <laughs> but are there any wolves in that area?" Right. <laughs> it's like- Like, but What I really loved about that about that comment was that everybody else was, you know, decrying the fact that it was racist and they were glad or that it wasn't racist. And they were really sad and angry that, you know, that the triggered snowflakes got their way with this one. And this guy's just being like, are there wolves in that
0: area (laughs) of the country
1: or are they all God? See, you should have responded. I'm a Cubs fan. You would not believe how many bears I see outside of my, yeah. outside of my apartment. Baby bears,
2: baby <laughs> bears. Do we have any more TFCs?
1: I think that's it.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. But I do want to show this because it came up. There's Cube's fan with a mask. You found? Yeah, it I was actually
1: going to bring it. I, yeah, and and I didn't realize how nice it was because that's the '69 Cube's hat right there. Yeah. Yeah. 69 logo see i told you that's from april 29th folks i was yeah. on top of this shit logos are us
2: well hit, yeah. hit me up on fiverr you know as uh <laughs> as uh fergie jenkins would say uh what you've just been doing is this
0: this is fergie jenkins you're listening to sean randall the 69th beth cup podcast
1: Oh, that's I, definitely Sean Rando. Yeah, that's a, we, that is a picture of Sean Rando, the 69th best Cubes fan. Th-
2: this was probably our 69th best show too. Would you say? Like, <laughs> I would say maybe that's what I'll name it: the 69th best Cubs podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I have enough T's in my computer to to and uh, in, in H's. Um, so I guess that's the show. I don't and think and any- we
0: do at this point in time have to pour a beer out because the Cubs have lost somebody important. Somebody that uh spent a lot of time throwing off flat ground.
2: Yeah, he really did. Oh and
0: god, we didn't even how do we not talk about tomorrow?
2: Tomorrow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Brandon tomorrow. We,
2: we don't need to talk about it. we're just gonna let my niece sing about it. I'd like to introduce you all to my niece Mika. She recently been playing Annie there in uh I forget where it's near San Diego, Oceanside, I believe. And uh, she did a bang-up job And uh, I wrote a little Morrow send-off parody Had her sing it And, uh, you know, this is what you're paying for, Patreon people Because I sent her $10 To go get Starbucks for singing this for me So uh, hopefully she didn't get the Rona Because uh, she's got a great voice And uh, le- and so let's uh,
1: Spagog, as they say In the business Spagog! Sorry, I missed the Sunranto earlier Spagog! Bagog
2: It didn't work out with morrow Over twenty million bucks tomorrow from the cubs Throwing off that ground with morrow gave us hope for Brandon in Chicago Now he's done when he took off his pants his back got injured He's been on the IL,
1: but still got paid, oh, They're shutting it down with Morrow.
2: Cubs are throwing in the towel with Morrow. What a shame. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the contract with Morrow. The OF seems big mistake Tomorrow.